0: If you've ever found yourself laying in bed at night staring at the ceiling while you're replaying your day, then you have found the perfect episode of the Reluctant Leader Podcast. My name is Paul Jenkins. I want to thank you for being a part of this with me. This is episode 34, and I want us to talk about regret. I want us to talk about hell, two topics that we don't typically put together, but I want to just kind of share some things today that God's been revealing to me. I think you're going to find a lot of hope in it, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump into how to deal with regret and how to stay out of hell. Yeah, so like I said, if you've ever laid in bed at night, looking at the ceiling, replaying your day, then you can relate to what we're going to talk about today. As a matter of fact, if you're a parent I know that you have done that. I've spent so many nights laying in bed, looking at the ceiling, and regretting things that happened during the day. You, as a parent, you understand the regret that comes in those moments. You understand the pit in your stomach as you realize that you were too short, too impatient, too busy. You can relate to the silent prayer whispered softly enough so that you don't wake up your spouse but screamed full throat on the inside as you try to articulate to God the desperation that you feel in your soul. You understand the bargain you make with God that you will make amends as soon as the sun comes up if he'll just help you get to the morning. Have you found yourself... Praying prayers like, Oh God, please don't let my mistakes from today cause my kids to need counseling for the rest of their lives. Y'all, that feeling is called regret. And I used to naively believe that if I did everything right, if I did everything exactly like the Bible said, then I would never have to feel regret. So I guess in a way you could say that I used to believe that regret was reserved for the failures. And guess what? I was right. What I was wrong about was mistakenly thinking that I wasn't one of the failures. But y'all, we all are. All of us say things, do things, experience moments that we regret. All of us wish we could go back and redo, replay certain parts of our lives. We would say things differently. We would do things differently. And what does that have to do with heaven? And maybe more importantly, what does that have to do with hell? Listen closely to this statement. Hell is the pain of regret without the possibility of redemption. Let me say that one more time. Hell is the pain of regret without the possibility of of redemption. Think about this. When we lay in bed at night and we have regret because of things we've done that previous day, we suddenly become aware of where we were wrong. We feel that pain of regret, but we also know that when the sun comes up, we can go and make things right, if we choose not to, that's up to us, but we still have the time and the possibility to redeem those mistakes. But hell, hell is not having the possibility of redemption, not being able to go back and right the wrongs, correct the mistakes. See, when we talk about hell, we think that it's quote unquote down there in a dark room with a dude in a red suit with horns and a pitchfork. And while there could be some truth to all of that, except maybe the pitchfork, hell is not so much about who people will be with as much as it's about who people won't be with. People in hell won't be in the presence of God. Second Thessalonians one verse nine says this, they Will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord. That's the key phrase away from the presence of the Lord. This is not what God wants for any of us, but it is what many of us want from God. Many simply just don't want to be with God. Dallas Willard would often say something along these lines. The only reason there is a hell is because God makes provision for what people want. And some people simply don't want to be in God's presence. C.S. Lewis made this statement. He said, there are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, "Thy will be done," and those to whom God says, "In the end, thy will be done," all that are in hell choose it. I heard a, I heard a talk from Dallas Wood where he basically said everybody who's going to be in hell are all the people that want to be there. People that have chosen to live apart from the presence of God, and for those people, listen hell often begins on earth there are people right now you've heard the expression hell on earth they're living through hell on earth not because god isn't good but because they have chosen to live apart from the presence of a good god so the difference between hell then and hell now is the ability to realize that living apart from god is a bad decision And the time necessary to correct it. You and I, there are people we know and they're not following Jesus. They don't want to have anything to do with God. And we may know because we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. We know that the decision they're making to live apart from God is a bad decision. But they still have time to change that decision. That's one reason why intercessory prayer is such a big deal. In hell, there'll be no time to correct that decision. There will be the pain of regret seeing over and over again the multitude of times that they could have chosen Jesus and realizing that they should have and not being able to change that decision. Jesus told a parable about a rich man who suffered eternal punishment And realized that he judged eternity incorrectly and was not able to change his mind. But what's crazy about the story is he didn't start to beg for himself to have another opportunity. He knew that he was going to be living with that regret forever. But what he did beg for was that somebody, an angel, a messenger, somebody would be sent to warn the people that he loved that they'd better choose God's presence now while they still had time to do so. But this was the response. The separation is too great to overcome. Luke chapter 16, verse 26 says this. Besides all this, the angel speaking to that person who's begging, a great chasm has been fixed between us and you so that those who want to pass over from here to you cannot. Neither can those from there cross over to us. The point is, y'all, at some point we're going to step into eternity and there's not going to be the ability to correct a wrong decision. But here's the good news. You and I are not there yet. We're not in that place and neither are the ones that we love. We still today, if you're hearing this, if you're breathing, you are living in the thin place, the place where heaven comes near to each one of us. And this is the good news, that Jesus came to proclaim. And it's the gospel message that he sent us to proclaim. Matthew 10, verse 7, Jesus said this, As you go, he's talking to his disciples, his apprentices, so he's talking to us as well. As you go, proclaim. Hey, y'all, you better go to church. Make sure you read your Bible. Make sure you give 10%. Of your income to the church. Make sure no, he didn't. He didn't proclaim a list of things to do. Listen to what he said: as you go, proclaim the kingdom of heaven has come near. And that's what I want us to take away from this episode. That's what I want to take. We are the people that are living, staring at the ceiling at night, replaying our day, replaying our lives, rethinking: was that the best decision? And we have time to correct it. We have time to repent of those decisions and come back into the presence of a good and loving Father because His kingdom has come near. He has made this a thin place. And I want to encourage you to respond to Him in that thin place. And because you're listening to a leadership podcast, I want to encourage you to lead the people that are following you to that place, that thin place. Remind them that they are not victims to regret. They're not victims to past bad decisions. As long as they are breathing, they have the possibility of redemption. Hell is the pain of regret without the possibility of redemption? And is it possible that heaven is exactly the opposite? And today, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Thanks again for listening to this episode. It's, it's a little different. We don't typically talk about things like hell and heaven and regret. Maybe we should talk about it more because so many of us can relate to it. But thanks for hanging in with me today and just listening to uh, some of the things that I feel like God's been showing me lately. If you got a question about it or a comment about it, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. If you live in my area or if you want to have a phone call with me and talk about this stuff, Man, use this link to my schedule. I would love to sit down over a cup of coffee and just talk about Jesus with you. Um, Hang out on the phone or on a Zoom call and just talk about eternity and spiritual things. Um, Any way that I can serve you, I'd be happy to do it. I thank you again for being a part of this. If it's brought you some value, if you find any kind of value in this, I just ask that you would share it with somebody. That you would help us get the word out about how God wants to use us even in our reluctancy to lead. I encourage you with this all the time. I'll say it again. If you'll simply give God your yes, He really will do the rest. Thanks again for being a part of this episode. I can't wait to hang out with you again in a couple of weeks.